0: Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Time with James Sweetman. Thank you for tuning in. I want to start this week with an even bigger thank you, because in the last week or so, we went through the 8,000 download mark, which is a fantastic milestone So my episodes have been downloaded 8,000 times, which is incredible when I think about it. And I know I've got some loyal listeners who tune in every week. So a big thank you to you and also for all of the reviews and comments and likes and social media shares that I get as well. It encourages me to keep going. So this week's episode is about being easier on yourself. Now this is a topic that I think we can probably—I I should be doing it monthly. Um, I often think with many of the topics that I explore on this weekly podcast, you know, I'm teaching what it is I need to learn. So this one probably should be top of the list. And um, what I'll be sharing over the course of this episode is some ways that we can perhaps be more gentle with ourselves, coming at it from a place of the things that sort of get in our way, or how we're tough on ourselves, and how to counterbalance those, if that makes sense. When I was thinking about the structure for this week's episode as well, it also got me thinking about how so often our, uh, not just that our worldview obviously shapes how we behave and interact with others, but I think at the highest level, we either have a, a worldview that views the universe, the world, as supportive and benevolent, Um, a bit like that great roomy quote that I love, you know, the universe is tilted in your favor, or our worldview is the opposite, where we see the world as a harsh, unjust place. For me, I've come to learn in my 50 years of gathered wisdom, let's say, um, that life is fairly neutral, and then it depends on how we choose to view it, how we respond to the external events. And that also brings us into the territory of contemplating, you know, dealing with reality versus creating our own reality. Or, you know, is, it, is, it, is my worldview shaped from the inside out, you know, coming from inside of me and my values and beliefs and experiences? Or is it completely shaped by reacting to the stuff that happens from the outside in? Um, in this whole area, I think life is somewhat easier if we have either true nature or nurture established somewhat of a positive mindset, but at the same time, we cannot be um, unrealistic or, or not grounded in the real world. Um, I know I've certainly been accused in the past of, you know, not, re- not dealing with reality or, you know, having the head in the clouds or, um, you know, not being, uh, not being in the real world, as it were. And I suspect a lot of people tuning in may have had similar things said to them over the years as well. So this week's episode, as I say, is about looking at the ways where perhaps we are extra tough on ourselves and maybe how to counterbalance some of those habits that we have picked up. So if you're a long-term listener of this podcast, you know I like to share tips um, or numbered points, as it were, and this week is no different. So I have for you seven what I would call reality checks, ways that if we acknowledge them will allow us to be a little bit gentler with ourselves. Uh, The first one is to acknowledge that we will make mistakes. I mean, God forbid, you know, we're only human. No one is perfect. And sometimes despite our best intentions, we will make mistakes. Uh, Sometimes we can be in the habit of seeking perfection in everything we do. Um, But, you know, life doesn't work that way. Uh, Being perfect is an unnecessary luxury. Being perfect, as I've possibly shared before, my favourite definition of perfectionism is, is, is seeing it as the haute couture of lack of worthiness. It's like things have to be perfect, otherwise I won't be good enough, and perfection is a standard we can never reach. I know for me and some of my own personal development work in this area, you know, I've run the belief that I must be unfailingly competent and almost perfect in everything I do, and that creates a huge amount of pressure with it. You know, when I think of mistakes I've made in my own life, and let's face it, no one purposely sets out to make a mistake, you know, we don't want to make life any more difficult for us. But sometimes despite our best intentions, you know, errors, mistakes, blunders just do happen. One that comes to mind for me was um, a year or two back when I had gotten a new car and I hadn't changed my car in a good number of years. And this car was a diesel car as opposed to a petrol car. And although I'd filled it up a few times, I was coming back from Limerick having delivered a, a workshop and I remember it was raining and I pulled in at the, at the fuel station just off the motorway, filled it up, uh, got back into the car, was heading back up the motorway. The accelerator wasn't responding as I would have liked. Um, and the, the, there was a smell of fumes or, or petrol in the car. And I'm thinking, what's going on here? And uh, I went by a certain junction and I'm thinking, this is not getting any better. I'm going to have to pull off. And I remember pulling off at the um, Moneygall fuel station there at the the famously named Barack Obama Plaza. And when I took out the receipt in my wallet for the the fuel I had bought, sure enough, I had bought petrol. So I had put a full tank of petrol into my diesel car and driven on it. Now, it was resolved. I was able to get a lift back uh, to Dublin and the car was picked up with AA. And uh, it was fixed for a, for a few hundred quid. Um, but I bet myself up um, in, in, in such a harsh way. You know, if a friend had done that or if a family member had done that, I would have sympathised with them. You know, no one is perfect. But the, uh, the, I don't know, somewhere between critic and perfectionist and victim, all of this was going on in my mind. I was self-flagellating. And... Sometimes we just have to acknowledge that we make the mistake and maybe in time we can look back on it and ask ourselves, "Right, well, what was the root cause of that? What can I learn from it? How can I be different going forward? And I know for me, when I think about the source of that mistake, I was just feeling quite stressed, um, filling it up. And I wasn't thinking, I wasn't in the present moment, my mind was somewhere else. And uh you know, the logical brain goes, how the hell can you actually fit a diesel pump into a petrol car? Surely the manufacturers can sort something out. So I was playing the blame game. But at the end of it, I just had to put my hands up in the air and acknowledge my humanness and to be a little bit more attentive when I'm um, filling up the car. And uh, I read not long after that, of course, that cars can be symbols for ourselves in the same ways our houses can. So let me pay more attention to how I'm fueling myself as well as how I'm fueling the car, which might have been the the byproduct of a lesson that I got from that quote-unquote mistake. The second way we can be a little bit easier on ourselves is to acknowledge that sometimes things will just go wrong. And I use the word wrong in inverted commas here because who really knows what's right and what's wrong anyway? Um, Of course, it is difficult and challenging and horrible when people and things are not the way that I would like them. But if we extend that thinking out a little bit further, for so many of us, our modus operandi is something like, you know, I want you to be different so I can feel better. You know, I want you to be more open and friendlier or healthier or more cooperative so I can just feel better and have an easier life. Um, it's sort of mad when you say it out like that. But that's how a lot of us operate, you know, or I want external stir- circumstances to be different so I can feel better. And again, we're often here trying to control stuff that's outside of our control, which I'll, which I'll come back to in a little while. But of course, life, you know, in life, things will go, quote unquote, wrong. And that's, again, sometimes despite everyone's best intentions. And um, as I say the word wrong, of course is open to interpretation. you know something in the short term can seem to be wrong or a disaster or a, or a tragedy, whereas over time we can realize it's a gateway to something new and something better. You know that's even the case in business. you know if a mistake is made or something goes wrong, it can sometimes lead to something new coming into place afterwards. Um, of course we all learn to, we all want to learn without making mistakes or things going wrong. But so often these stumbling blocks represent gifts of wisdom. Um, most of us will, of course, operate the pattern that we don't want to do anything wrong. So we're never doing anything with conscious intention in this area. And um, it's interesting when I'm working with people on, say, interview skills coaching. So many people will, will say, you know, gosh, I don't want to say the wrong thing at interview. But even in that context, if you think about it, what is right or what is wrong? You know, in the context of an interview, you're only asked questions about your experiences and your opinions. Other people may have different experiences and different opinions, but there's no right or wrong unless maybe you're being given a spelling test. So that second little tip for being a little bit gentle on ourselves sits with the first one, the first one being, you know, we will make mistakes. And then second one, sometimes despite best intentions, everyone's best intentions, stuff can just go wrong, such as life. The third way we can be a little bit more gentle with ourselves is to acknowledge that not everyone will like you. Um, you Or if you're in business even, not everyone will want or need what you're selling. Um, You might recall a few weeks ago, I did some life lessons on turning 50, and one of them was I would prefer to be someone's glass of champagne than everyone's cup of tea. And that sort of sits with this point as well. You know, of course, the good news here is that odds are you cannot be all things to all people anyway. So there's no point in trying. Um, If you think about that from a business perspective, you know, here we talk about it with, say, our marketing hats on and we look at it through the lens of segmentation. And we look at who our ideal customers are and how we can connect them and, uh, and sell to them in a more targeted way. But equally, that approach is also relevant in life. You know, not everyone will get on with everyone. Um, It brings us into the territory of boundaries as well. Um, But even just acknowledging the fact that sometimes, you know, despite our best efforts, you know, other people won't respond to us in the way that we would like. And that's fine. And I I often use the analogy uh, with workshops or with, with people when I'm working with them, of viewing it from um, from like a handshake, you know, from two hands, you know. In every relationship, work or personal, we only do fifty percent of the relating, um, and it's a bit like the two hands coming together. There's you, and there's the other person. Um, what's their stuff? What's my stuff? So, of course, that needs a little bit of self awareness. But we start with the acknowledging, with acknowledging the fact that not everyone will will like us, not everyone will want to work with us, not everyone will want to spend time with us and sometimes when we acknowledge that we go thank goodness because you know as I said we cannot be all things to all people all the time. Reality check number four is acknowledging that other people will sometimes just have bad days too. You know say in work you know customers or clients can have off days and sometimes they're going to take that out on you. That can be the same with customers, clients, member of the general public, you know, you don't know what they're dealing with and maybe you're the one who's in front of them and you're an easy target for them. And then of course, if we're anyway caring and open and empathetic, we'll often take things personally, which is probably a topic for another day. Um, You know, but that doesn't mean if, you know, we've had a disagreement with someone that we, you know, we slink home and we lick our wounds, you know, maybe it has nothing to do with us. You know, it's their stuff back to the two hands again. Um, of course, instinct can be in those scenarios that we can strike back uh, aggressively. But remember, responding to anger with anger only creates more anger. And what I, what I tend to fi- find as well, if I'm having one of those days where I am being particularly tough on myself, being harsh towards myself, it is so much easier for me to take that frustration out on someone else because I'm already doing it to myself, you know, so that frustration is present. It's a bit like the analogy of if you get an orange and you cut the orange in half, orange juice is going to come out, you know. So if I'm feeling angry and someone rubs up against me, that anger will come out much more easily. Of course, the same is also true with some of the more positive emotions, if we call them that. If you're in a scenario or have been in a scenario where you felt unfairly treated, always useful to take a few breaths and to notice what you wish was different. Uh, And maybe acknowledge that we're all human. You know, what's your stuff? What's the other person's stuff? Uh, Maybe it's also time to assess what you will tolerate and not tolerate going forward that whole area of boundaries. You know, are you pretending that you need to please everyone or that everyone needs to like you in order to be happy or fulfilled? And I know for me that that's a pattern that I can certainly run. And in these situations, it's always useful to look at how you're behaving not because you're to blame, but because you're the only one whose behaviour you can manage. I touched on this one earlier, but let's delve into the whole area of control. Another way we can be a little bit easier on ourselves is to acknowledge that sometimes things are beyond our control. You know, when I work uh, with groups, particularly in organisations under the umbrella heading of maybe leadership, um, and oftentimes in one-to-one coaching as well, you know, I'll draw some circles on the board and inside the circle, we'll put stuff that's within our control, maybe stuff that we can influence. But of course, the vast majority of our interactions are outside of our control. And even if I go back to that analogy of interviews again, where I do you know, a lot of interview skills coaching, I'll often say to, to clients, it's a bit like playing a tennis match. You know, you're your side of the court. You've got the interviewers, the other side of the court but you don't have any control over the mood they're in, the level of preparation that they've done, you know, the sort of questions that they're asking you. We can't control that. We might be able to predict some of it, but we can't control it. We, we do have control over, though, our own level of prep and how we show up and our own mood. And that's a very simple way of distinguishing between where we have that sense of authority and where we don't. When we're in scenarios where stuff is outside of our control, what I often say to clients I work with is, Let's, if we can't reach for control, can I reach for two other words that begin with the letter C? Uh, one is composure. So how can I stay somewhat composed when maybe there's chaos going on around me? There's another C word. Or can I look to see, do I have choice here in terms of how I can respond? Because if I think I have a choice... Uh, The fact that I can choose A or B by way of a response, that gives me a sense of control in itself. You know, so if I'm looking for a solution to an issue that's beyond my immediate control... I have to look to myself first, because that's the only place where I have um, any authority or any ownership is, is over myself. Uh, sometimes in, in, in some scenarios here, we just have to accept the reality of the situation. You know, if I give you an example from my own personal life, my dad is quite unwell at the minute. He's, he's receiving palliative care for uh, pancreatic cancer. So it is a difficult time for me and for my family. And maybe for the first time in my life, I feel quite powerless, like there's nothing I can do to assist him, maybe other than being present when I can visit him and, um, you know, bring a certain energy into the interactions with him. And that place of acceptance is, is a tricky one, particularly for those of us who who like to do things and get things organized and, and try to be in control of scenarios. Um, there's a great quote by Joseph Goldstein when it comes to acceptance, which says, you cannot stop the waves, but you can learn how to surf, um, which is, a, which is a, a quote I'm leaning on at the minute, I have to say. Um, and of course, acceptance is not about giving up. It's about finding a way of making peace with what is. So that point, that that way we can be harsh on ourselves is by trying to control the uncontrollable. There's nothing more stress-inducing, I think, than that. And maybe we can be a little bit more gentle with ourselves by just acknowledging where I do have control. And um, and that's usually, you know, with ourselves and our own response. Uh, Point number six is one that I think is particularly timely at the minute. And it's one that has sort of creaked up on me, I have to say. Um, I'm. I would classify myself as an introverted person. That doesn't mean I don't enjoy the company of others. But my definition of introverted is that if I'm looking to to fuel myself, I'll tend to do it in my own company rather than in a social setting. But of course, in recent months with the COVID-19 lockdown, those social interactions are not there to the same extent. I'm someone who's used to working from home and with the home office, but obviously I'm working with people via Zoom primarily and don't have the same uh, social contact as I normally would. And I know that's the same with many people. And we can be. I suppose, extra tough on ourselves when we don't maybe have the opportunity to speak to others about issues or challenges that we have, or, you know, to let our hair down if we're going on a night out or that sort of scenario. And um, one of the things that's always useful to do is to ensure that we have some support mechanisms in place. And that's something that I've worked on more purposely myself, particularly in the last two or three weeks. Because maybe the, the initial or, or the normal support networks that I would have, you know, let me ring up someone and arrange to meet them for a cup of coffee, you know, hasn't been there to the same extent. So I have to look for alternative ways um, that allow me to be a little bit more gentle on myself. I've also found in this area that, how would I say it, so many of us run the pattern that we have to try to hold it all together. Um, you know, we have that feeling of struggling or a sense of overwhelm. And, you know, what would happen if we just surrendered? And that's something that I've been contemplating a lot recently. Um, And sometimes, you know, if we feel that we're, that we are struggling, it's not necessarily ourselves that are struggling. It's our ego who, that is, you know, trying to control everything, is struggling to control everything. Uh, The old controller, as I call my own ego. A useful question then to ponder would be, well, what would life be like if I knew I didn't have to hold it all together? You know, because maybe if some pieces fell, others would be there to pick them up. How would we know if they're there to pick them up unless we give them the opportunity to do it? I have to say, that's a question that I've been pondering recently. You know, what would life be like if I knew I didn't have to hold it all together all the time? You know, that also leads into the question about support network, which I mentioned uh, a while back. You know, how can I develop more connections that will support me in my own life? Um, What I found, um, particularly in recent times, is that, you know, the support and encouragement of family and friends is vital. But, you know, sometimes people only know to approach you or contact you when you put your hand up and you share a concern or you ask for some assistance. Um, uh, Because there are people who are in our corners um, but sometimes we don't actually recognize or acknowledge the fact that they're there to support us whilst we're busy in our own heads trying to hold it all together. So our seventh point, our seventh way that we can perhaps be a little bit easier on ourselves is to acknowledge that we will have our bad days too. You know, earlier I was saying that other people will have bad days, we can just have bad days. You know, we I, I know that I feel better, we feel better, we're at our best when we operate from a positive mindset, that old glass half full territory. Um, But some days will certainly be more challenging than others. You know, yes, it's it's always good to, you know, try our best and to try to do our best every day. But sometimes we just have to realise that our best today may not be the same as our best tomorrow or last week or next month. You know, there will be days where you simply don't want to take your head out from under the covers. You know, I've had those And um, for most of us, those days are the exception rather than the rule. Um, You know, when I have one of those dark, cloudy days, um, I attempt to do what I need to do, but I don't beat myself up by not getting everything done that I might get done when I'm just in better form. You know, I know that it will pass. And sometimes on those days, it's a reminder. It's my body telling me to take the foot off the pedal a little and to, and to recharge my batteries, and ultimately to be a little bit more gentle on myself. So let me do a quick recap. This week, it was all about looking at ways that we can be a little bit more gentle on ourselves, or applying what I would phrase as some reality checks, Stuff that we can tend to forget when we're in overwhelm, struggling, trying to keep it all together. So the first one was to acknowledge that we'll make mistakes. As I say, who knew? We're human. We will make mistakes. Um, Second one, that sometimes things will go wrong despite our best intentions. Uh, Not everyone will like you. You won't get on with everyone. We cannot be all things to all people. And sometimes it's useful just to acknowledge that. And then what's my stuff and what's their stuff? Am I projecting onto them? Are they projecting onto me? Where are my boundaries? What will I tolerate? What will I not tolerate? An extension of that is to acknowledge that maybe other people are just having a bad day and you just happen to be in front of them. Um, Point number five was sometimes things are beyond our control. Um, Trying to control the uncontrollable is always a source of stress. But maybe in those scenarios, can we look for ways of finding composure, uh, a choice of response, maybe even ways of connecting with a sense of inner calmness? And then there was the one around that sense of isolation that we can have when we're trying to keep everything together, when we're holding everything together, heightened in in recent months with the uh, greater isolation, with the COVID-19 crisis. So how can I reach out to people, perhaps in a different way, or or be courageous enough to raise my hand and, and ask for some assistance and to acknowledge that there are maybe more people in my corner than I perhaps knew. And then that last one to acknowledge that despite our best efforts, sometimes we will just have those days that um, where we're not at our best and to, to be compassionate towards ourselves on those days. So I hope you found this week's episode of Benefit. Uh, thank you again for tuning in and for helping me reach that milestone of 8,000 downloads. That 10,000 figure is looming. Um, if you found this week's episode of Benefit, feel free to um, make a review or pass a comment, uh, give me some feedback. Um, or if you know of anyone else who might benefit um, from this week's episode, you know, feel free to pass the, the details on to them. So thank you again for tuning in and until next week.